Hello, my dears. Welcome back to Main Character Energy with Josephine Moon. Now, I do recall saying that I was going to try and do an episode at least once a week, but you know what? Last week was just so hectic and insane. Like two people on my team got fired and then one person took a leave of absence. So it's like I'm literally putting the whole team on my back and I had to go to the hospital because I broke my back. So here I am with a new episode for you guys, but we have literally so much to talk about. I think I have like 10 to maybe 15 stories to go through with you guys. And they're all just insanity. Like bing bong, bing bong, left and right, you know? So I'm excited to get into this episode with you guys. Um, however, there's some things that I just wanted to talk about because it's at the top of my brain and I would be absolutely remiss if I didn't speak about them. So I went to this rooftop the other night. It's 10 o'clock meatpacking district. And I look over at this table again, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And there's this couple with another group of people and like a four year old child that's just like at the table. It's like a full on like rooftop bar, maybe could even be a club like the music is bumping. The lights are dimmed. Like people, it was just like, if you can afford to come to this restaurant, because it was a pretty expensive restaurant, bar, whatever you want to call it, you could literally afford like $30 to have someone watch your baby sleep because your baby should absolutely be in bed. Not that I'm a mother and I don't want to, you know, like parent shame, but like legitimately your baby should be at home, not at a bar watching the rest of us get blackout drunk. Like let's, let's make better choices one would think. However, I also do want to just complain. You know, what would I be if I wasn't complaining to the world? That men out here are disgustingly, hideously, just really not doing it anymore. They're not doing what they need to be doing. Like one of my friends was telling me that she went on a few dates this past week and they were all just like, I know men usually do the bare minimum. Like that's just how they're born. It's in their DNA. Like we, we can't stop them. We won't stop them sadly, or they, and they won't be changed. However, the bare minimum, like, Oh my God, they can't do anything. They can't respond. If they do, it's like beep, bop, beep, bop, boop. They're sending a freaking carrier pigeon from 1876, you know? And if they are responding, it's like, vulgar as hell and no one asked for it like literally no one asked for it like excuse me i should report this but i'm just gonna block and continue on with my life you know what i mean the bare minimum these men are doing which had me to believe that i am no longer interested i think i really am just going to manifest for my rich like 38 year old millionaire, nearly billionaire husband to just find me. I'm no longer looking. I'm no longer giving anyone attention except for the future man. And you know what? I've been praying and I just decided he is going to walk up to me and know, you know, and I'll know because we see each other. That's where I'm at in my life right now because I just don't care. I've always hated dating since the beginning of time. Even when I was in a relationship, I hated dating. Like, no, it's not for me. It really isn't. Never has, never will be. Let's not change our stripes. You know, let's not change them. Anywho. Oh, one more thing that I want to complain about. Maybe two. We'll see. Father's Day is coming up. And this might be very controversial to say. And it might be even offensive to say. I think when we get to a certain age... Mother's Day, Father's Day, Grandparents Day should no longer exist. Like 
the stuff that we have to do for our parents now when they're adults, we're adults, we have our lives to be living, like they're calling you to fix their HDMI cord, to fix their phone, to do this and that. And that, like 24-7 is like a Mother's Day, Father's Day gift for them every single moment of the day. And yes, some people will say like, they gave birth, they did so much for you, blah, 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 blah. Okay, yes, but one, I did not ask to be born. Two, you have a birthday, so I'm celebrating the life that you have and the life that you gave. It's just like a continuation of gifts and like energy you have to put forth for them. And yes, love the parents, like ding dong, love you, but I'm over it. I really am over it. I don't have a daughter's day. I don't have a sister's day. Like, no mas, du rien. No, I'm over it. I'm sorry. Might be like a Debbie Downer, but I really don't give two apps. I don't. Also, if you can't really tell, I'm kind of on one today because this week already has been atrocious and it's literally only Tuesday. And the weather is getting like hot, like it's literally summer in New York right now. And I know summer is technically supposed to be like the best time in New York, but I disagree. Fall is because it's like 60, maybe 70 degrees, like the leaves are changing. Allergies aren't literally punching you in the face, giving you allergic reactions 24-7. Like... The summer is disgusting. It's hot, it's sweaty, and it's only like 80 degrees right now. And uh, no, no, I gotta get a task rabbit to come put my AC unit in. Like, oh my God, mama is tired. Like she really is. Just so much is going on and okay, I'm done complaining for now. But the stories that I'm about to get into are, honey, let's, whatever. So let's dive into some of these stories. Earlier this month, Portia Williams has gotten engaged to Simon Gudubidubidubia. <laughs> he is the estranged husband of Real Housewives Atlanta co-star Fallon. So we were introduced to Fallon on this past season of Real Housewives of Atlanta as Portia's friend. She wasn't on a lot of episodes, but she literally came on as a friend of Portia. And now she is engaged to her husband, at the moment a lot of people are saying that she is pregnant with his baby and that's why they're engaged and and all that because they've only known each other for like the past two months um and now they're just suddenly engaged and the first photo that we saw of them together where dennis her i was gonna say ex-husband but ex-fiance and father of her bebe um he was in the photo with the three of them and she had her hand like placed on her now fiance's stomach and she was wearing like a really loose dress which you know it is what it is everyone's loose dresses but it did seem like she was pregnant so i don't know i don't know but i do find this to be very weird in general i do love portia i think she has really saved the show over the past few years and especially this past year now that nini is no longer there and the storyline with cynthia and candy and to put not Portia and Kenya are just like lacking and they're so boring and they don't really bring anything to the table anymore. She really has done a lot since she came on the show, but this is not great for her. It really isn't. It's just an odd choice. Like this man is so ugly, but not only that, she has a horrible, she has horrible taste in men. 
like the last two men that she's been with that we've seen are these big bellied African looking men and it's like bald headed African looking men and it's like Portia is I think she's stunning I don't know this just it makes you think why all these people are just getting together with such ugly people and you know what? that's gonna have to be a rant for another time why such like pretty people get engaged married and have kids with like such ugly looking men but I mean I guess personality really goes a long way for some people but I need both Sorry, call it shallow, don't care, need both. Another big story that happened last week was that John Mulaney and his wife, Anne-Marie Tendler, have filed for divorce from each other, and apparently she is devastated over the loss. Now, I don't know how I truly feel about that, because whenever John Mulaney went into rehab, I think it was January or February, I'm not sure, because I think I, I spoke about it on the podcast, but... When I saw that, I went to her Instagram and she had scrubbed every single photo of them off of her page. And she had millions. They've been together since like 24, well, they've been married since 2014, but they've been together since I would say 2012, 2011, maybe. I'm not fully sure on that. But when I went to her page a few months ago, before the divorce had even begun, that we know of at least, she had taken down every photo of them together. Like it was just her and her weird art or whatever and their dog and that's it and it's very strange because she worked on his musical that he did oh hello i think it was what it's called and it was on netflix and they've done a bunch of other things together like the comedians and cars with jerry seinfeld i'm pretty sure he was on the episode and his wife was on there too they did like a little skit together so they're very much entangled into each other's work lives especially her hers into his so when I went to the page, I was like, ooh, there's something going on there. And then the divorce came out, and now they're saying that he had an affair with um, the most annoying woman on the planet who just, like, never seems to leave us alone, Olivia Munn. And she just, like, she's a whole other rant. I feel like she's not even an actress. She's just, like, dating a bunch of men, which, you know, girl, do you. But she's just getting a little bit annoying now, and now she's breaking up families and homes and marriages. That's marriages in French. So it's just like, it's very strange to me. But it's also very sad because, um, is that her name? Amanda? It's very strange because Anna and John were just like a really cute couple, and they seemed like very quirky and weird and just like hipster in like Williamsburg, you know? So I don't, I obviously know that John and. Olivia are not going to last, but it's just weird. It's very odd and strange, and I'm over it. Honestly, it's just tragic. Okay, so on to the next story. Laverne Cox has been tapped as the new face of the red carpet for E. So as we all know, Julianne Rancic has been doing this for literally 20 years, and she's finally stepped down, which I think means that she's no longer working at E because she doesn't do any of like the... E! News, Daily Pop, any of that that's kind of gone to the quote-unquote younger new crowd that's like popped up on E! But she's finally stepped down and they've tapped Laverne Cox. And I think this is a very idiotic choice. Um, I know it's supposed to be like groundbreaking. She's going to be the first person of color and transgender that might be incorrect but you know what i'm trying to say um to like host do one of these things but i feel as though like we just keep getting people that we've already seen over and over like every single new talk show host is just someone that we've already seen like we've got kelly clarkson which i know she's apparently doing a great job but it's like 
I'm oversaturated with this person. We've got Drew Barrymore. I'm oversaturated. Like all the, the Toms and the Johns and the Carsons or whatever their names are. I don't even remember anymore because it's just so boring. It's really, it's not interesting. And I feel like it's not really that inspiring for the new wave of journalists and people that could be on air because it's like apparently you have to be a full-on celebrity winning emmys before you can be tapped as an actual journalist to do the job that you've learned to do rather than just getting it because you're well known i want to see fresh talent i want to see new faces like is this is a dumb choice but also i think people don't really realize how hard it is to be like interviewing people like she's gonna have to not be the one i know that sentence might sound dumb she's not gonna be the one that's being interviewed anymore like she's gonna have to do a lot of research a lot of work watch a lot of movies what read and memorize a lot of information on every single celebrity that is going to come by and that sounds like oh that's super easy it's not it really isn't and making the conversation flow and not feel so awkward in stage because we've seen interviews before at least i have i feel like y'all have where it's like this is so awkward like this person wasn't prepared or they don't really know how to relate to this person so it's just like uncomfortable and stiff and i think she'll she could probably do a good job but this just like doesn't bode well for people that like had been probably wanting this job for the past 15 or 20 years and it's like Laverne Cox is gonna do it I don't know I just I don't vibe with that I don't vibe with that sorry to you girl speaking of leading into our next story the Ellen DeGeneres show is finally gonna close after 19 seasons she actually sat down with Savannah Guthrie on her show today to talk about the end of the show and the allegations that took place last summer about her having a toxic workplace and the, I was going to say millions because that's a bit dramatic. And the hundreds of stories, if not hundreds of thousands of stories that came out about Ellen as a human being and like people's running with her and guests that have come on who weren't like A-list celebrities the way she treated them. But in the interview with Savannah, Ellen said that she thought the way she was treated was very misogynistic. And she claims that how could she have known because everyone that's been on the show has told her like what a great experience it was and that the show is a happy atmosphere and a bunch of things to that extent and she continued on to say that it was tricky to be known as the be kind lady and said how the last summer of like four months of being trolled and all the shots that were being taken at her was very aggressive and she doesn't have a thick skin the way everyone assumes she does and more things to that extent and I'm not going to go into more of it because we all know what happened. And I think it's very comical that she just wants to play this card of like, how could I have known? Like, to an extent, I do kind of agree with her. She does probably have over 200 people on her full set, on her full team that work on the show. How is she going to know that certain things are going on? However, you need to be more aware. Like, there were a bunch of stories saying that she didn't speak to any of the guests beforehand. And when they would come on, she would just kind of degrade them and say, uh, like very sarcastic things, hoping that it was funny, but it just made a lot of people uncomfortable. There's a lot of videos of her like outing people in their pregnancies and a bunch of other things. It's just like, it's very uncomfortable to not be able to read the room, especially when you've been on air or you're known for interviewing people and speaking with people for over 20 years and you can't read social cues if, if someone is uncomfortable, if what you're saying is no longer funny, it's just offensive. And like, the amount of people that have been fired from that show, like there's um, one of my friends works for a production company, I won't say, 
but it's a known thing, especially in LA, that you never, there's two people that you really don't ever want to work for. It's Ellen and Dr. Phil. Like, apparently, it's the worst type of toxic environment that you could ever be at. And people literally run from working there. Even if it's their last resort, they do not want to work there. And if all of Hollywood knows that, and even some of the celebrities and people that has come on her show as a host, I won't say who because it's going to name names. But even they don't want to be there and they don't really have that close of a relationship with Ellen, but it's good publicity for them. So they do it anyways. But like everyone knows, unless you're like Jennifer Aniston or like the Kardashians, if you're not like AA list with her and you're like not super close friends with her, she is kind of rude. Like the interviews, like I feel like if you look back at them, it's super cringy. When we probably watched them like 10, 15 years ago, I was like, oh, funny. She's being a comedian, blah, blah, blah. But now it's like super uncomfortable to watch, especially knowing that that's not even her joking. It's just her being a dick, honestly. So it's super uncomfortable. And I'm glad the show is finally ending. But the interview, if you can watch it with Savannah Guthrie, um, is really uncomfortable. Like she, sorry, Ellen has such a tone. She's so rude. And some of the comments that she makes regarding the situation and like how it's ending is just, I'm, ugh, bye girl. Good riddance. Okay, so I'm going to go through this one quickly because you all know how I already feel about this person. Like, bottom of the barrel, the last layer in hell is where he should reside. Prince Harry went on, or I guess former Prince Harry, went on Dex Shepard's um, Armchair Expert podcast and just babbled about absolutely nothing and didn't really answer any questions and instead somehow turned the interview that was supposed to be for him onto the people hosting the interview. So if you want to listen to it and absolutely be bored out of your mind, go for it. It's like the longest hour and 20 minutes I've experienced in my grown adult life. But he said he has pledged to stop complaining and instead figure out ways he could make his mother proud by redefining his role and doing things differently. He goes on in the interview to talk about... I guess kind of the trauma that he went through as being a prince and the trauma that his father faced and his parents and his parents' parents or whatever BS that he wanted to babble about. But I've just had enough of him. Like, I really have. He's so uninteresting. And I I don't know. I feel like I have to give Megan a little bit, even though she was barely spoken about in this interview, thank God. I feel like I have to give her a little bit of credit here because having heard this interview, she is just the strongest human being in the world because I could never be married to a boring sack of... Like, he's literally duller than dishwater. He has no personality. He's not interesting. Like, not one bit about him is interesting. And now I understand why they were, like, so happy to get rid of him and just, like, ship him off to Canada or LA or wherever because he's just, like such a stain on the family like oh my god he is so boring but all in all i I don't have much to say about that you guys don't already know how i feel about him he has no personality the only thing that he can constantly bring up is his mother and how horrible of a life he had being a prince and how he's not supposed to suffer or complain because he was a prince but it's like i'm not saying that you can't suffer but what i am saying is you should not be on soapboxes saying how hard your life was when there are much harder things out there for people that are struggling and they don't have and didn't have the resources that you do have. So some silence would be great from you right about now. Just like shut your trap. Okay, 
next story because we're just going on a downward spiral of people that I do not like and people that are irritating me. So I spoke about this person in the last episode and said how they were always doing too much. No, it's not Demi. <laughs> We've got a break from her for now, but I'm sure something's going to come up soon. Um, Chrissy Teigen is being canceled for her, I guess, cyberbullying of a teenager a few years ago, like telling them to commit suicide and a bunch of other really disgusting things. Um, her line is being pulled from a bunch of other stores like Target and the home goods, wherever her cookware is sold, like they're all backing out, which is probably a good idea because she's been so vocal. That's why she went off of Twitter a few weeks ago for literally like four hours because she was like, Twitter is such a toxic place. It's it's just not been good for my mental health and the bullying aspect. And now a lot of things are coming out with what she said to the girl. Her name was Chloe something, I believe, or Courtney something. I'm not sure. I honestly don't care enough to like properly look this up. Courtney, it's Courtney. A lot of like inappropriate things that she had said to her on Twitter and like through DM. That's just like, it's not a good look. And to be fair, I feel like Chrissy's always been this kind of like brash, loud mouth thinking everything she says is hysterical when it's just it's not great honestly so i'm surprised this hasn't come out sooner i'm sure there's possibly going to be more stuff that comes out but this isn't shocking it's it is what it is i i'm kind of glad this is happening because i just need a break from her and honestly john like it's just i'm oversaturated with a lot of people and this is one of those people where just like some silence would be great just like take a moment to yourselves would also be great Okay, so we're going to move on to the next story because we've got a few more things to talk about. Hannah Burner from Summer House on Bravo is leaving the show. She's honestly getting fired from the show to pretend to still be a comedian and tell fart jokes everywhere, according to page six. It's literally what it says. It says Hannah Burner leaving Summer House to tell fart jokes at comedy clubs, which is like the shadiest article title I've read in a very long time. But we all kind of saw this coming because... A lot of things have been coming out about her from previous podcasts and things that she has said about her castmates joking about suicide and mental health issues and just like the way she's been on the show for the past two years has just been absolutely unbearable. Um, she's had a really crappy year on the show. Not like personally, just like how she's been portrayed um, has just not been great. <laughs> And it's really showing her for who she is. So I'm glad that she's no longer going to be on. Oh, wow. That was really quick. I'm glad she's no longer going to be on our TVs anymore because she had to go. And apparently it's seeming like nobody really wants to be around her anymore. She was previously on the Bravo chat room with Portia and Giselle from Real Housewives of Potomac and Kate Chastain from one of the other Bravo shows that I can't remember the name of. But some things are coming out that like a lot of people just don't like to work with her because she thinks she's on top of the world when she's like the most mundane, basic, boring human being. Well, one of the most boring. Harry's number one, of course. One of the most boring people on the planet. So ciao, ciao, Hannah. See you never. On to the next story. One of the big stories of this week. Ariana Grande has wedded her fiancé, Dalton Gomez this past weekend in a small, intimate, um, unofficial, official wedding. And I honestly don't care. I think it's good that she actually did the plunge and got married because I did feel like they were probably going to be engaged for decades and not last because that's just kind of like her vibe. But I hope we see photos of what she wore and like the whole proceedings. But 
I honestly don't really care. Like, good for her. She's married. But I'm bored. Ariana Gomez. Naomi Campbell welcomes first baby. She says, it's a beautiful little blessing that has chosen her to be her mother. Um, literally, this is wild. Literally wild. Because, like, a few, maybe a week or two ago, I watched the Vogue video that had just come out of her in her home in Africa. I don't remember where in Africa. But it's this gorgeous, like, I don't even know how to describe it. It's just fabulous. You need to go watch it. And I feel like that was recorded pretty recently, I would say. But you never know with Vogue. They'll record something then put it out like 10 years later. However, I'm assuming that this was obviously a surrogate baby. But this is just gorgeous. I She's one of those people that I never expected to have babies. Like she's early 50s, if not 50 years old. She has been doing the modeling game for literally 40 something years. Stunning absolutely stellar she just never gave off a mom vibe to me she gave off like a, a wife kind of vibe like an aunt maybe it's just this is a little bit shocking but i'm very impressed by this choice of hers to literally have a baby at 50 years old like that is bold and wild but i feel like she's probably going to be a great mother so congratulations to her I'm okay so we have a few more stories to talk about i know i said i was almost done but there's just so much more coming out that I need to discuss before it's a little too late, some would say. Okay, so as we've all seen, the Friends reunion video has come out. And I don't know if it's just me, which I don't think it is, because I've talked to a few other people who are huge Friends hit. Oh, she's having a stroke. A few big Friends fans, fanatics, And, like, it just doesn't look good. I don't really understand why they... It's been off the air for, like, over 10 years, and they're coming back with this big reunion. They've had so much time to like draft what they want to do. And from the video that we've seen, like they're literally just sitting around as themselves, not the characters. And they're just like talking about like, oh, what it was like when we were making the movie. You never knew it was going to be this big, blah, 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 blah. And they're reading old scripts and like they're having a bunch of random celebrities come in and say hi. Like everything that they're going to say and do, we've already seen. They've had the cast get together like a few years ago, if not over five years ago, whatever, whatever it was. We've seen the cast together multiple times in different interviews where they're talking about what it was like, the show, did they think it was going to be this way? So, haha, <laughs> pun. So I'm just like, I'm not looking forward to this. It doesn't look good, but also like, I know they literally started the show when they were like 26 and the show came out like 20, 30 years ago or something like that. Yes, they've all aged, but like they've all aged so horribly. And you know what? I understand that white people, like, let's just be honest, they don't age well. Like, they really don't. It's a fun fact. Like, a white person can be 15 years old and look like they're menopausal, like they're 95 years old, like, into the ground. However, they look so bad. Like, David Trimmer's face is just, oof. And fun fact, I don't know if I've said this on the podcast already, Two weeks ago, I was at a bar right by my apartment and I saw him, but it was very dim light, so I couldn't tell how rigid his face was, but he looks horrible. Um, I don't remember their names now because it's hurting my head. Um, the guy who plays Joey looks so old and just like, oof, and Chandler barely spoke. What's his name? I can't remember their names right now. I'm so sorry. Like, oh, I just can't be bothered. He looks so bad. There's so many articles being like his speech was blurred. Um, his speech seems impaired like what has happened to him over the past like he doesn't really do he hasn't done any movies in like 
15 years. I feel like the last movie that he was in was with Zac Efron, the 17 again. I feel like we haven't seen him since then. Everyone else has kind of been in stuff, but he hasn't. And he really just did not seem all there, which is, it's very disappointing. It's just like, uh, he's one of the best characters. And it's just very, it's a letdown. I don't know. This just doesn't look good. And I'm not interested in it in the slightest. I'm going to watch it because I got to discuss it for you guys. But it looks like trash. It really looks like trash. And I don't know why they couldn't have spent the two years since we've known about this drafting up like a 45 minute episode like where they are 10 years later like that's what I would prefer to see rather than them sitting down with James Corden and being like what are you guys thinking now about the show and it's phenomenon god jump off of a bridge like it's so uninteresting that's really all I have to say on the matter because what more is there to say um should, do I want to go positive or negative positive or negative we'll continue on the negative train might as well we're already here um so the Dear Evan Hansen trailer has come out and if you're not a big Broadway person then you might not know this show but I feel like you should because it's been a very big thing for the past three four years um so I did know that they were making a movie on it, and I did know that Ben Platt, who originated the role, and I believe he even helped like write some of the songs or like was there from the conception of the show. I don't really understand. I know when like you do a movie adaptation of it, like some things are going to change, you're going to take some creative um, choices. But I don't know what the makeup they put on his face was, but I don't know why he looks 85 years old. Because Ben Platt is, he is 27 years old. He's supposed to be playing a 16-year-old boy. However, he is literally played a teenager in like the last four shows that he's been on. And the last show came out a year ago. So I'm not quite sure why they're aging him like 15 years to make him look ancient as hell. But it does look like it's going to be a good movie. They have, it looks like a mixture of Broadway people and actual well, not actual, but like big name celebrities. It looks like Amy Adams and um, another woman whose name I cannot remember is in it. But it looks really good. Like I'm excited to see this. It's such a beautiful story. It's beautiful music. I am lit to the gods for it. That's all the negativity I will say on that. It's just like, why are you making this man look so old? Like, let's just, just calm down, okay? So the next thing that we're going to talk about is BravoCon. Now, if you're not a big Bravo celebrity, then this is going to be absolutely irrelevant to you. But BravoCon is coming back. It had its first year two years ago in 2019, where it's pretty much like Comic-Con. Everyone knows what Comic-Con is, but for Bravo, like all the Bravo shows, all the Housewives, Below Deck, Vanderpump Rules, Summer House, they all come together for a weekend to do like different like um, events with Andy, and it's going to be amazing and they just announced it's coming back this october it's like october 17th to like the 21st or something like that and i am beyond excited i'm gonna spend so much money on this like i'm gonna have to sell feet pics online to get mvp tickets mvp vip wow she's dyslexic vip tickets for this because i'm so freaking excited i will not be missing this because i know it's gonna be insane okay um, we have a few more stories and then we're done. Everyone calm down. Like we're, we're rearing the end. If you didn't already know, cause apparently some people did not know this. ASAP Rocky and Rihanna have been dating since like November, December. Like they were together over Christmas in Barbados where she's from. So like everyone being like, Oh, I didn't know they were dating. Like 
get out of the rock that you're under, honey bunny. Like, get it together. However, in an interview that Aesop Rookie recently did, he confirmed the romance and said that she's the one, he wants to have kids with her. And when you just know, you know. And apparently, Rihanna is the love of his life. And I don't know if I believe this because he just seems. I don't know what he seems. He just seems like, I don't know. He's very confusing to me. Like, I don't understand him, his vibe, anything that he is. Like, I'm just on the fence. And I don't think that's what we want for Rihanna. I'm sorry. I think this is a cute phase. Like, they are a very gorgeous couple. They're absolutely stunning, honestly. However, I'm just, I'm not feeling that vibe from her with him. I'm really not. And I know they could probably be, I don't know if they're a power couple. And he, I think she needs someone else to be a power couple. I don't think he's the one. But it's interesting. It's an interesting choice that she's making. But she's made a lot of interesting choices. So it is what it is. Okay, we're gonna we're going to be near the end. But I tried my best not to speak about this individual this week. But some news just dropped about her, and I guess we should speak about it very briefly, because we all know how I feel about Demi. I literally said, like, 10 minutes ago on this podcast that I wasn't going to speak about her this week, but news literally just popped up as I've been recording. Um, Demi Lovato says that she is non-binary and changing her pronouns to they, them, their. Um... In this article, singer Demi Lovato has revealed they are non-binary and are changing their pronouns, telling fans they are proud to make the change after a lot of self-reflective work, which is interesting. I am going to be very careful with what I say about this because every you guys know that I, I guess I'm, I'm considered a, like a Demi hater, which I'm not really a hater of her. I just think most of the choices that she has made over the past like seven to eight years have been ridiculous. And especially the past like three years, I just can no longer get behind. Um, so I want to be very careful with this, especially when it comes to her mental health and her substance abuse and things like that. We all know how I feel on that. But the non-binary is kind of interesting because I feel like I did read an article or hear about it like a few years ago of her saying that she was interested in women but has never been with a woman um and I don't actually know what non-binary means other than she's changing her pronouns I don't know if that still means she's solely interested in men or she's bisexual or I've, I have no idea what non-binary means it's really confusing to me and I'm sure I can literally look up online and educate myself on the matter but I'm not going to educate myself on the matter when it comes to Demi Lovato because I feel like this is just a ploy. This is another one of her little stunts that she wants to take on. She wants to attack. She wants to attack local businesses. She wants to attack diet culture. She wants to attack literally like self, whatever. Like she's just, she's choosing a lot of battles that I don't see her seeing through to the end. And she's just throwing a lot of things at the wall and seeing which one sticks for her. And I feel like this is one of them, which I don't I don't think that's great for people who truly um, see themselves as non-binary or whichever that stands for in the LGBTQ. I don't know if that's considered one of them. That's all I have to say on her. Like, 
the things that I could say would be considered, I, I don't think it'd be considered cruel, but it would not be considered nice. So, um, but that's really all I have to jibber jabber about. Sis, I just want to reiterate that summer is here and it's time to go off, ladies and gentlemen. Like, I know I keep repeating myself, but it's just like, honestly, we've been wound up like caged animals for the past decade. And like, New York is officially opening up tomorrow. Like, no masks in sight. Like, I'm going to be able to see people's full faces now, not be like, what's the word? Gypped, I guess. Or I don't know what the word I'm looking for. It's just I'm so happy and I'm so excited and I'm just ecstatic for life to go back to normal. And now I'm ranting like a psychotic person. Um, but that is the episode, you guys. Of course, make sure to like and subscribe. Go follow on Instagram, main character energy Josephine Moon. I'm gonna hopefully be coming at you guys with an episode on time next week. And I hope everyone has a fabulous week. And they just hit the town running no matter where you are. So goodbye, my dears.